0: But I want to I finish off this year with a question, a question that every person is going to have to ask. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? He could be a lot of, he, he, he means a lot of things to a lot of people, but the question is, who do you say he is? And I want to talk about this a little bit. See, I want to talk, I'm going to start in Matthew verse, or chapter 16 this morning, in verse 13, But before I read that, I'm going to give you a little background. Jesus and his disciples were in the district of Caesarea Philippi. It's an area that's about 25 miles northeast of the Sea of Galilee. It's about 120 miles from Jerusalem. Now, the one thing about that region, it was strongly identified with various religions, all kinds of different religions in that region. All right, It had been the center for Baal worship. It had been um, the Greek god of Pan, had shrines there. So it was a, it was a place of, of idol worship and worshiping of all kinds of gods. And it was in this place, in the midst of the pagan superstitions, it's, this is where Peter confessed Jesus as the Son of God. And so I want to go to Matthew 16 and verse 13, and I'll read it to you. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that the son, I... The son of man am. And so in verse 14, so they said, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. See, he was asking, who do people say that I am? So you can ask yourself the same question. Who do people say Jesus is today? Out in the world, out in your communities, maybe even in church. Who do people say Jesus is? You get a lot of answers. Well, he's a prophet. Well, he's a teacher. Now, there's a, a billion Muslims that will say he's just a prophet. There's, there's a, the, those that follow Judaism, they'll say he's a teacher, but will not identify him as the son of God. So you've got to ask yourself today the same question. Who do people say Jesus is? All right. And so that was the thing that Jesus asked his disciples. Who do people say that I am? People have all kinds of answers for that. For some, oh, he's a spiritual Santa Claus that gives me everything that I want and desire. Boy, I wish that was true, huh? Some people say, well, he's just this mean old God holding you over hell, waiting to snap the string if you do anything bad. It's not God either. Not totally. Now, there's some reasons, right, that's not who he is. See, the same reasons today people don't want to acknowledge Christ or declare him. See, a lot of the religious leaders today said he's crazy. He's a madman. He's a heretic. He's all these things. But then I want to get down to, and and I want to talk about this just a little bit more. See, what happened in that day, people were expecting this Messiah to come. And he was going to set up his kingdom. And in their minds, his kingdom was, he's going to get rid of the Romans. He's going to get rid of all these things. And the scribes and the Pharisees, they're going to be in charge. I'm going to get to be in charge. Woo! They're excited about that. Because no more, we've got this whole new kingdom setting up and we're in charge. Jesus kind of threw them a curveball. Because he died and left them. And like, wait, 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 wait. You were supposed to set up this kingdom. And he was. They just didn't recognize it. And so people expected the Messiah to rule over the Romans. And when Jesus did not do that, they said, heretic, madman, he's he's this guy. You know, there's, there's things that, you know, well, he's the big guy in the sky. Well, is he? A billion Muslims say a prophet. Jews scattered all over the world say a teacher, but not the Messiah. And I want to go to Matthew 16, 15. And this is where I really want to get to today. But he said to them, Who do you say that I am? Who do you say these? is? What's your revelation of them? See, in society, we become very politically correct instead of biblically correct. And so the... The, the politically correct answer is well, you know who is jesus well he's he's God or a God that you know you can pray to sometimes if you want to and or if you don't have to you don't want to you don't have to no you don't have to do anything God's given us a will, but who do you say he is who is he in your life now i'm getting ready to to really start meddling some in your life. see in society um there's an attempt and not to offend others and, or other people's religion. So we say, well, um, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. What God? What God do you believe in? Let me tell you. Let's narrow it right down. When people ask me, Are you, what do you believe in? I say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. That cuts it right to the chase. What is God? Who is God? God can be anything to anybody, however you decide you want it. Do you believe in God? Yeah. Some people believe there is a God Of some kind, there's some higher power out there. But who is it? It's Jesus. Acts 4.12 says, There is no name under heaven and earth by which a man must be saved. Jesus Christ. That kind of narrows it down. So who do you say that he is in your life? Who do you say he is in your heart? Who do you say? Absolutely, and I'm getting to that. That's a big word. That's a big word. Now, Matthew 16, 16 says this. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's who he said he was. Now, Peter confessed him as both Messiah and as divine, as God. Now, you are the Christ. That word Christ is Christos, which means anointed one or Messiah. 555 references in the Bible to that word Christos, every one of them the same meaning, Messiah, the anointed one. And what is this anointed? What was he anointed to do? He was given the power of God to accomplish his task on this earth. In verse 17, Listen to this, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. See, Peter got a revelation of who Jesus was. We need to get a revelation of who Jesus is. A lot of people have an idea of who Jesus is. They know about Jesus, know when he was born, know when he died, know who his mom is, know what his dad, know the whole story, know about him being born, him dying. But they don't know him. They know about him. But they don't know him. There's a huge key. Between, there's a difference between knowing him and knowing him. Okay? Um, I have met some of you today, so I can say, hey, I've met you. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Okay, so I can say, yeah, I know him. But I don't know him. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's about. I don't know what makes him tick. I don't know what he likes, what he doesn't like. All I know is he's sitting in church today. Praise God, good place to sit. <laughs> See, I could say I know about him. What do I know about him? Well, he's got on a black jacket. He's got black hair. Handsome guy. So I can say, I know him, but I don't know him. All right? So he said, Simon Jarbona. Uh, S- Simon Jarbona. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> Translation, Simon Barjona. <laughs> See, you had to have the interpretation. Exactly. Matthew sixteen eighteen. And listen to this. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, what he was saying there is, again, if you understand, you've got to do a little bit of studying. That word Peter or Petros means stone or loose rock or fragment. But the word rock means foundation stone. So what Jesus was saying is, I'm not building my church on you, Peter. I am building my foundation, my church, on the revelation that you understand who I am. That foundation, that revelation of who Jesus Christ is, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Anointed One, on that revelation, that's where God is going to build His church. That is where we grow. That is where we live. That is where we worship. That is why and who we worship. Why? He is the foundation of all. In our lives. Not something you know. Something you know. It's a relationship. Now, again, I'm going back to my friend here. Is it all right if I use you as an example today? Praise God. All right? I, hey, I've met him. I know about him. But to get to know him, I'd have to spend some time with him. I'd have to get to know about him. We'd have to fellowship a little bit together. And then I'd find out some things maybe he likes, some things maybe he doesn't like. Maybe I'll find out he loves ice skating. Maybe I'll find out he doesn't like the cold at all. You're in the wrong country not to like the cold. But see, on that revelation of who Jesus was, that's what he's building on. That's what we have to go on. Now, the next thing, the next question is, so he got the revelation of Jesus, and on this rock, and so then the next question, let me get to it. You get a revelation of who Jesus is. Then the next question you have to say, see, so many people say, who is Jesus? Oh, he's Savior. Yes, true. Well, he's the Alpha, the Omega. True. He's, he's the Savior. True. He's the Judge. True. He's good. True. He's all those things. He's Savior. Saves me from hell. But is he Lord? Big difference. Savior, oh yeah, I need a Savior because nobody wants to go to hell that I know of. I don't want to go to hell. So, okay, okay, yeah, I know God, I'm not going to hell. But Lord, what does that mean? That means your life's not your own, you don't get to do what you want to do. He tells you what you got to do and you obey him. Back in the days of the kings, go to England. And the monarchs and the kings. The kings owned all the land. And you did what the kings told you to do. If You didn't do what the kings told you to do. Off with your head. Thank God we have a merciful God. We all deserve off with our head. But we don't get off with our head. We get his grace. We get his, his mercy. That we don't get what we deserve. Because Jesus came and took that. And on that revelation of knowing who Jesus is. That's what he's going to build, his church. And who's the church? We're the church. You, me, the church. It's not this building. This building's a building. When you leave, the church leaves with you. When you come back, the church comes back. This is just a building. And see, so why do we need to have this revelation? We need to have this revelation of who Jesus is because people that don't have this revelation, and I'm going to go to Proverbs 29, 18, says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. This revelation of who Jesus is. You don't have a revelation of who Jesus is? Anything goes. And if he's just Savior, well, you know what? I've got fire insurance. I'm not going to hell, so I'm all right, and I can live however I want to. Wrong. That's right that it's wrong. We have the opportunity to make him Lord. And I understand that's not easy. Because I want what I want. I want what I want when I want it. But if he's Lord, then my, my part of my relationship with him is being obedient to him. But if you don't get the revelation of who Jesus is, that he's truly Messiah, he's just not the big guy in the sky. He's not just somebody out there that grants me three wishes when I need it. He's not the God that just gets me out of trouble anytime I get myself in trouble. No, it's a relationship. See, here's the thing. I know some things about this young man. He's gonna go on and live his life. He gets in trouble. Eh. Now, if I've got a relationship with him, he gets in trouble, man, I'll try to help. I'm going to pray for you regardless. But <laughs> well, we've got to have a relationship with Jesus, not just an acknowledgement of who he is. And we really need to get a hold of this coming into 2019. You better know who Jesus is. You better know that he's Lord, because in those difficult times, is he still Lord there? Or is he only Lord in the good times? Oh, praise God, things are great, man. I got a, I got a $100 check in the mail. Woo, God is good. I just got a $100 bill in the mail. Oh, God is dead. God, where are you? Lord, why have you forsaken me? No, he is Lord in all circumstances. And that's where we need to put our trust. We need to put our faith. That's where we need to be right there. So we need to make that decision today. Is he Savior? Is he Lord? Is he just a guy in the sky? What is he? Who is, who do you say? That he is. Bring it right down to personal. Who do you say that he is? Who? That's up to you. It's between you and God. I can tell you who he is. I have a revelation of Jesus Christ and who he is. Who do you say that he is? Are you just going along by what other people say that he is and what he's supposed to be in your life? Who do you say that he is? See, who he is to you, really determines a lot of how you live your life. If he's Lord, you live your life according to his lordship. And that's, that's hard enough just to do that. But if you're saying, well, you know what? He's Savior, and I said a prayer, so I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, but I'll live however I want to. And he's really not Lord and I'm going to tell you what every area that you don't submit to Jesus Christ is an area that caused you trouble in your life. It really does. And so what do we you know, what, what are you saying preacher? I'm saying who is he to you? Is he Lord? Is he savior? Is he what is he? Is he the anointed one? Is the one that, that, that gives us through the Holy Spirit gives us the power to live on this planet today? What is he? Who is he to you? This is a very personal, individual thing. We better decide that right now because when trouble comes, you better know who Jesus is in your life. There's too too many that have such a weak foundation in Christ that trouble comes and off they go. Well, it didn't work. God can't be real. He didn't do what I thought he should do when when I thought he should do it. I don't know about you. I run into that a lot. God, do you know who I am? I'm serving you, right? So come on, get on with it. Doesn't work that way. No, it's Lord, you're, you're Savior, you're Lord. In any circumstance, you're Lord, you're Savior, you're Lord. And I'm going I'm to follow the foundation of this word of God, and I'm going to stand in this word of God, and I'm going to walk in the word of God, and that's where I am going to be because that's who he is to me. Because without the foundation of the revelation of who he is and the foundation of God's word, then what is truth? Truth can be anything you want it to be. You have a truth, but this is the truth. And that's what we have to stand on. That's what we have to walk in. Praise God. So who he is to you really determines how you live your life. Well... He's just this guy in the sky that kind of looks out for us and answers my prayers once in a while, and I can just live however I want to. If that's how you see him, that's how you're going to live. I see him as my Lord. He is Lord in my life. That means I've got to walk according to him. And we have to really be, we're going to have to really be diligent. Sometimes we have to fight to walk in his lordship. Because it's not easy. Because this flesh, this man, this me, this human being wants what he wants. You think I'm kidding, all right? It'd be like this. What if, and I'm not saying God's saying this, please, but what if God told you today, we're having a fellowship meal. You are not allowed to have any desserts. No cupcakes, no candies, no cookies, no nothing. That's it. You can eat the meal, but none of the sweets. Is he Lord in your life all of a sudden at that moment, or is he, wait a second, God, When things are good or when things are bad, he's still Lord. You have to determine that in your own life. We need to get a very clear picture of who Jesus is. You need to start off by making him Savior. But then you need to also make him Lord. Because yes, he is Savior. Saved us from what? An eternity separated from him in hell. And I, I can't change the Bible. Believe it or not, people are going there. It's true. They're going there. It's not God's desire. It's not his will that they go there, but they're going to choose to. You need to make him savior, but you also he also needs to be your Lord. Because when he's your Lord, it's a whole lot less... Difficult for you because when I have to make my own decisions and I do things my own way, I create my own problems, i got to figure out how to get myself out of my own problems. But When I trust him, I can depend on him to help me, strengthen me, anoint me, if you will, to get out of those situations. And even if you're still in that same situation, he will give you the strength to get through it Or stand in it. Either way, he's still Lord. Amen. Listen. That's probably as short as I know how to preach. But that's all I had to say. So what I want to do is I'm going to pray for you today. I'd like to pray for you and then we'll we'll dismiss everybody to go back and and have fellowship and I, I encourage you to stay in fellowship and and our guests, you are all welcome to go back, get to the front of the line so you can get to the ice skating. And I hope you wore jackets, huh? And you can have desserts. You can have the cupcakes and the cookies. God did not say you could not, and neither is Pastor. Just save me some. All right, let's just, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Now listen, I want to give everybody an opportunity here today. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, Savior and Lord, however you want to slice it or dice it, if you have not done that, you have not made a commitment to Jesus Christ, I want you to raise your hand because I want to give you that opportunity. Please, don't come here and not take full advantage of God opening a door for you to receive your salvation so that you will have an eternity in heaven. Okay, and I'm not going to beat this point up. I'm just going to ask. If that's you, just raise a hand, and we're going to pray with you, and all of heaven will rejoice because you've come to him. Now, I'm assuming that by no hands going up, everybody here has a relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray that that is the case because it would be a terrible thing to get to heaven and say, you know what? That loudmouth preacher that you went and saw that day was talking to you, and you didn't respond. So just last time, if that's you, you, need, you know you need salvation. You need Christ in your life. Just raise your hand, and I'll pray with you. If not, let me just pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together today, to share the word of God, to fellowship one with another. Lord, I pray for your blessings over all that are here today. Lord, I thank you for our, our, visiting, our, our visitors today. Lord, I pray for your blessings upon them and all that are here. I pray for your protection as they travel back to wherever it is that they have to go, into their homes, into their own countries, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that they will take the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, and they will know who he is. Not just Savior, but Lord. Not just a prophet, not just a teacher, but Savior and Lord. And Lord, I thank you that as many hands have prepared this food today, I ask for your blessings upon it. I thank you for it. And Lord, I ask that, that Lord, as we partake one with another in fellowship, we would use the strength we gain from it to glorify your name. Lord, I pray by the Holy Spirit that, that this message, the worship, this time together has impacted lives today. And we give you all the glory for it all. In Jesus' powerful name. Amen and amen. We'll give the Lord one last hand clap today. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You folks are dismissed to the back. Go ahead on back.